0: Before I get into today's episode, I want to tell you about my Patreon page. I set up my Patreon page to give my listeners a way to support the podcast and help me in reaching the goals that I have for the show. If you have not yet heard of my future plans for the show, please refer to episode 11 and you will hear all about them. However, if you are aware of where I'm trying to take the show and you wish to show your support, you can do so by becoming a Patreon supporter. As a supporter, you will enjoy special perks, which include early access to episodes, as well as exclusive access to my after party series of interviews, which are interviews where my guests will talk explicitly about their escapades within the lifestyle. Trust me, these are very exciting episodes and you don't want to miss them. It's very easy to become a supporter and you can do so for as little as five dollars a month. The address is www.patreon.com slash keys and anklets podcast. Again, www.patreon.com slash keys and anklets podcast. And for those who don't know, Patreon is spelled P A T R E O N. Again, P A T R E O N. For those of you who have become supporters, I wanna thank you very much for your belief in me and your support is greatly appreciated. Thank you.
1: Okay, I wanna welcome everybody back to another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Today I have the pleasure of, of talking to James and James is actually Anne's cuck. She and he and James. I'm sorry. She and James have been married. I believe she told me about 30 years now. That's correct. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. You know, say hi to everyone. Hello to all the listeners out there. <laughs> this is James. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Look, I've been looking forward to interviewing you guys. Are actually the first couple that I'm interviewing. You know, so you're episode will be like a part one and a part two, but it'll give people an opportunity to kind of listen to what you both have to say, you know, on various topics. So let me just go ahead and, and, and jump into it. The first thing I would like to ask you, what do you remember about the very first time you saw your wife? That's an easy one. Her smile
2: <laughs> It was her smile is, um, you know, you, you see women smile, and, and, you know, they usually, you know, it's a pleasant experience. But when I saw Anne smile, it, there, was, there was a connection there that literally to this day, I still tell her, I knew she was the one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just something about uh, her smile that invited me in to be part of her life. And uh, so that is always something that I uh, that's endearing to me. And... It's not, I'm not the only one that (laughs) makes a comment about the smile, too. So, but yeah, the smile was probably what caught me and has captured me, basically.
1: Now, what was the context of it? Like you say, her smile, were you in college at the time? Were you working? Like, what was the, like, where were you both in your lives when you first laid eyes on her?
2: We were uh, were in a work environment, um, and uh, that's where the introduction occurred. And that's kind of how we began to know each other. Was in a work environment. Um, as the as, you know, within a couple of years, we each kind of went our different directions to different firms, um, and that's when we really began to intimately know each other. But during the time we were uh, working at the same uh, firm, uh, it gave a great opportunity to, for me to get to know Anne in a way that uh, we really became best friends and to this day we are best friends period i mean that is something that's unbreakable but it it allowed me to really see what a special person she is and um you know once we were able to finally get to know each other more intimately it was even more you know thrilling to see that uh, this this person has so many things about her that just you know you just don't want to lose and, but lose yourself in. So, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of where the, it all started. And, uh, and it's been going strong since I'm I'm just, you know, it's a fantastic experience for both of us, but, um, you know, it's, uh, something that, uh, you just, you look back at and you go, wow, it's just, it's the same feelings I had back then. I still have now. And, uh, so that's, you know, that's, pretty special.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. Always, always enjoy hearing that. Now, from talking to her, and I'm going to refer back to her, the conversation that I had with her multiple times throughout uh, this interview, but she says that you guys are, I guess, in the group where you discovered cuckolding through swinging. So the question that I have for you is, what made you want to explore swinging? Like how did you go from traditional vanilla couple, you know, married couple like everybody else to walking through that door into swinging? Kind of give us an idea of how that came about.
2: Well, it, it's um, it's pretty – actually it's pretty basic and simple if you know our personalities. Uh, we're both very open-minded and we're both – because we're such great friends, we can talk about anything – and everything and um when we been, began to get to know each other intimately i mean a sexual connection was just awesome i mean just unreal and within that sexual context of talking and just talking about anything we begin to realize that hey can we take this and include others you know and what what would that be like what would that experience be like and we basically just followed it. We didn't uh, try to have any preconceived ideas or notions. This is remember, this is thirty years over thirty years ago.
1: Right. So this is pre-internet. Internet. Right. This is pre-internet.
2: <laughs> and so you, you, we were very limited as to how we could do it, and it was tedious. And but it gave us a great opportunity to just get into it, discover it, and uh, enjoy it. Um, Never, you know, really looked back at it and thought that it was a mistake in any way. It just enhanced what we already had for each other, and by including other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, from the very first experience that you guys had, even if this, even if it was for a fleeting moment, did you ever have even a momentary feeling of? Of insecurity when watching her with another man, did that ever enter your psyche at all, or was it you enjoyed it from the very first touch?
2: I think it was. I think it was both. Um, you can't but help but enjoy it because uh, you see what uh, you know the pleasure on her face and what she's experiencing. But at the same time, because you do have you know this you know special relationship, you 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 cannot but feel maybe a little bit of uh, angst about it. Is, is this going to be, you know, something that's going to, you know, not be a good thing? Or is it going to be always good? Um, so it, it was a combination of both. As we continued on and evolved with it, uh, it became very comfortable and it was not an issue at all. I think, uh, you know, as you've discussed in some of your previous podcasts, I think we're all wired differently. Right, my wiring it allows me to just accept that that this is something that's enjoyable and special, and you know uh to see her being pleasured by other men is you know it's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome i mean it's you know uh but it took time in the sense of evolving with the context that she didn't have internet once the internet came around, things kind of picked up a little bit better and quicker oh, yeah and connections with other people so but
1: uh. Now, being that you came in through swinging, I guess that kind of gives the connotation that you guys played with couples, which usually means that you played with women also. So can you kind of give us an idea of of how that transition was for you when you started to realize in your mind that, you know what, I have more fun watching her than I do. Playing with other women, like how did that transition start to form itself in your mind?
2: Um, it it probably it, it you know a few short years into it. I mean, like any any male, you know, you get an opportunity to go out there and you know experience other women. You know, you're all for it. You know, right. But after a period of time of doing that, I begin to realize that there was no other woman that could approach what Anne was you know, to me. And it was just an easy transition to, to say, well, you know, it's nice, you know, to, you know, fuck her. But, you know, I really am more focused on Anne. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just the way I'm wired. And that's just the way I appreciate her. I just I, think that, you know, uh, she's the tops <laughs> when it comes to sex. And uh, so it was something that I think, I feel was a simple, you know, conclusion after, uh, you know, some experiences with other women. I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm not trying to offend any of the women. Right, I've been with, Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, in, in comparison, you can't help but sometimes do
1: that. Uh, you know, Anne is just, you know, she's great. This just well, fantastic. I mean, I think that, you know, there are uh, a lot of couples who listen to my podcast and I'm sure that, you know, as they're listening to you, there are a lot of cuckold husbands who are nodding their head because they agree with you. You know, um, as I said in my podcast, you know, I host, you know, cuckold parties. And one of the things that I really enjoy about them is each husband that's in attendance, he is so biased as far as the way that he perceives his wife. Um, You know, like each husband thinks that his wife is the best thing going. And that's a beautiful thing, you know. And so to hear you articulate that, number one, it's, it's no surprise. And number two, I think that there are a lot of guys listening to this who feel the exact same way about their own wives. You know, it's like I have the best. So why am I going to go out there and even try to you know, mess with anybody else when it's not even going to come close to what I feel for this woman. Absolutely. You know, now, as you're making that transition, as you transition from swinging couple to, you know, okay, I just want her to enjoy herself and I'm content with her being the only one that I'm with. When did it transition from that to, okay, she enjoys the act of intercourse more with those guys than she does with me. Like, how did that acceptance go over for you? How did you come to reconcile with that?
2: Well, I think, you know, in in the past 10 years is when, um, I guess if you want to call it a shift, uh, was it started. You You see your wife and you see her with another man and you see her being seeing the pleasure that she's having with that man and you begin to realize that even that that pleasure that she's having is better than the pleasure she has with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you begin to realize that uh you know it's it's great because she's so important and you know but at the same time it's 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 a change and so you're trying to process it and you know but it was an easy process for me because I'm so centered on her and her pleasure and making sure she's happy and she's getting the full pleasure that she's capable of doing that it's like, why would I not let her, you know, be with another man, another man that's more endowed that you know, the one that, you know, that has that quality that just, you know, keeps her, you know, moaning and, you know, wet and, you know, going in, into, you know, several orgasms. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's you, any married man will say that, you know, that it's going to be a change and it's may there's emotions involved in that change. But if they're, you know, the true cuckold that really is center to their life, it, it comes a little bit easier than I think most people would probably think.
1: Right, right. Okay, now the next thing that I would like to go in with you, and again, when I ask you these questions, I ask them because I know, you know, I know who my audience is, and I know that there are certain things that people would like me to, to get you to talk about because they want to hear, you know, your perspective and your experiences. And so, when, and this kind of ties into what I just asked you, when did you start to see yourself differently as far as having that realization of, okay, from a dick size standpoint, I'm below average. Like when did, when did you start to realize that?
2: I'd say probably about, uh, probably eight years ago. I think, um, uh, our our personal life was a little more free our children are are young adults now. and, And so we were able to have a little, or at least Anne was able to have a little bit more frequency of finding men, and it was obvious that she wanted endowed men. And so, when she would find these endowed men, it was it was obvious that she got her full pleasure, the best sex of her life, so to speak. But then, when she was with me, it was not the same. <laughs> and so. So you begin to realize that, yeah, I mean, physically she needs something different than what I can provide. Mm -hmm. No problem. I mean, you know, that's something that you, you, it, it, it takes a course of time. It's just not like the light bulb just went on right now. It takes, you know, a few times that she's been with men, you see it or you hear it and you realize, okay, and we talk about it and we, you know, begin to understand and we're, we're cool with it. And so it's, you know, it's gotten to that point where it's this is what she needs and this is where I am and locked up. I mean, so it's, you know, that's fine. Uh, uh, we, we can still be intimate in other ways, but intercourse is not one of them. So uh, because she needs something quite different than me.
1: And so that was something that from listening to you that you accepted not only pretty quickly, but pretty easily as well.
2: Yeah, I think because, um, as I mentioned before, we, we have such an open mind about things and we talk uh, everything through, we communicate, you know, communication is key. And because you do that, you can understand each other much better and you don't feel like someone's holding back or someone's, you know, not telling you everything. And you, There's not any of the suspicion that, you know, can be generated. It's all open. It's all out there on the table, so to speak and that's that's really what is pretty important to our our relationship. We wouldn't have it any other way, and so that makes it easier uh, if you don't have that in place where you can communicate very well, there will be issues. I feel you know, but in our case, we've always been able to talk about anything and everything
1: now she when when I talked to her, she told me that you guys were already kind of on the path to cuckolding when you initially learned what the cuckold lifestyle was and yeah. that that just kind of put a name to what you were already starting to experience oh most definitely <laughs> it was it was
2: like um in, in this particular case it was the light bulb that went on i mean um uh, for so many years she had been, you know, with single men alone, uh, you know, and was, you know, gravitating, uh, more to the black, uh, men. And it was, you know, just something within the context of swing lifestyle that we were doing this. But the reality was, is that we were not really in the swing lifestyle. We were really doing this to the side. Mm-hmm. And so by happenstance, when she was trying to connect with, uh, a gentleman, uh, which did not end up happening, but he posed the question to us. And when he was texting, "Is are we a cuckold couple? Well, we've heard the name and the word before, but we didn't know really what it was. And so you start asking my friend Google, and all this information (laughs) comes up. And before you know it, you're connecting on a a really good um, uh, website, I think. Anne may have mentioned it, uh, cuckoldmarriage.info, which just has some amazing information, you know, that can explain things. You start reading this, and you realize, my God, we've been doing this for years, and I guess that's who we are. (laughs) And so, so, you know, it's something where the pieces of the puzzle just suddenly came together, you know, because, you know, we've been doing it, but, you know, there wasn't any knowledge of what it really was. And then when you find out what it is, it it just all makes sense. Everything starts getting together. You know, you suddenly realize, each of us begin to realize, Oh, this is how we're wired. This is what we, you know, what we each need, and this can work, you know, as a marriage. And so, um, you know, it was, yeah, uh, uh, a pretty important uh, moment just for a simple word, uh, too. You know, it's and uh it really clarified a lot of things that we had been doing for a number of years and uh, made us feel feel real good about what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, it, it, it gave a sense of empowerment to ants. You begin to realize that, you know, this is something that, you know, I don't have to feel guilty about, you know, and uh, and I can do this, and I can do it openly in front of James, and and it's all good. So, yeah, uh, that was <laughs> was a pretty important uh, a moment, I guess you could say, relative to just uh, a final definition of,
1: you know, what we were doing. Right. Now you said something a, a little bit earlier and she spoken it also but I kind of want to get your your take on it. You mentioned that she plays alone without you being there. And that's one of those things where you know, it's almost right down the line where you know, you find some couples that are comfortable with that and and some couples that are not. What is it about you in particular that not only makes you comfortable with it, but allows you to enjoy the fact that she's alone with this guy and you're not there. Yeah. Uh, the the basic
2: idea behind that is, is the reality that um, in, you know, when there, when I was, present, so to speak, in the room, and I was, you know, watching. Uh, I would become more of a distraction to her, and I could see that she was not letting, letting herself lose herself in, with the other man, in being pleasured. And so it, it was, it, it was kind of a combination of backing away and out of the room, so to speak, literally, and letting her lose herself and know that she really is, you know, getting the pleasure that she wants and not having me kind of a, as a distraction. Um, and I felt completely comfortable with that because, as she has always said, I will be her number one. In other words, our relationship is so tight that it's not a threat for me to be out of the room or not even around or even if she's out of town. Because she makes this effort also to include me by, you know, she, her favorite thing to do is, is audio record, you know, just, you know, take her iPhone and put it on the record and, uh, put it on, you know, on the nightstand, so to speak, and let it lay lay there while she does her thing with the man she's with. And, Mm -hmm. you know, photos and other things might come along with it, but she, you know, it's, it's an important thing that we have discussed is to be able to share when those moments have, but it's not important for me to be there because it's more important for her to, you know, not have me as a distraction. And and that's probably the one thing that we're we're probably working on hardest right now is is to get to a point where she can feel totally comfortable and losing herself. And even though I'm in the room and I can see that, but it's, but even then, I, I don't feel like I need to be there all the time or, or most of the time. It's, it's something that has worked out really well, I think, for us. Now, that will not apply to a lot of people because I right. think there's, there's emotions that become involved in something like that. There's a, a security that some people want to have, particularly cuckolds, that, you know, they can be there and they uh, can still feel like they're their, the number one to their wife. Um, they, they don't want that threat. They don't want that jealousy. They don't want that angst, you know, that, and this is their way to try to avoid that. Uh, and you know, but, uh, uh, in our case, uh, it's cool. I mean, it's, you know, it works out great and I, I I really, I really like it. Uh, and, uh, she really appreciates the fact that she can have this freedom and empowerment to do it. And, uh, and so I think that's pretty important for us. It is anyway. Right. It may not be from a lot of other couples.
1: Now, one thing that you hear a lot when you hear people talking about, uh, cuckolding is the idea of, of cuckold angst, you know, that mental kind of back and forth, you know, that you put yourself through when she's away with a bull and you're by yourself, uh, a few things that I'm curious about. One how difficult is it for you to concentrate on what you are doing while she is out? Uh,
2: no question. It is, uh, it's, it's, it's not so much a difficulty. It's, a, it's about letting your imagination <laughs> run wild, I think. Um, and knowing what our situation is. It's the angst, that, and that's uh, a a very difficult emotion for a lot of cuckolds to get past. Um, You know, the arousal is is there, and uh, uh, there's no question, but then the angst is there, too, because your mind is all over the place, and uh, I've gotten to the point where, uh, you know, having an open mind and imagination, I just like the idea of, okay, this is, what may be happening and then if uh, the two of them feel like texting me something or you know uh, something that kind of keeps me connected that plays into the imagination but I personally like that. It it took me a little while to get past some of that. I think it's you have to kind of understand the perspective of what they're doing they're fucking (laughs) Right, and they're having a good time, and it's not like every five seconds. Oh, we need to text a picture to James. No, they're they're there to enjoy themselves, and so there will be a period of time where there's no communication, and that's where you know the the kind of the hurdle that I had to get over with is understanding that it's not anything to do with me. You're trying to exclude me. It's about what they're doing and how they're enjoying themselves. I'm still included, and it will happen. But at those moments where it could be an hour or two, you know, and that's, you know, that's what happens. I mean, and uh, uh, so yeah, the angst is something that can—it's uh, controllable. It's, but it comes back to the relationship you have with your wife, and and in uh, the communication you have. And it's something that Hannah and I were able to kind of talk through. We had a, a situation where she did go out of town and overnight, and things were going well in terms of, you know, connecting with texts and pictures and things like that. And then there, it just went dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so your imagination, because things were going so well, your imagination kind of takes a turn for the worse, and at least part of it did for me in this situation. And so... Um, You, your imagination. Then, if it takes a turn for the worse, well, imagine the worse, and you start, you know, all these things, you know, start going through your mind. Oh, what's going on? You know, you know, I can't. You know, did I make the right decision? Let in or go out of town? You know, it is all that is there. And so, in this particular situation, you know, it happened a little bit, and you know, afterwards, we talked about it, and I realized it was a good experience for me to to understand what was going on and what was happening to me and from that experience i've been able to apply it now to you know times present times and and uh, future times where yeah this is this is what's
1: happening you know and uh and i'm good with it now when she's away say if you have other projects that you're trying to work on whether it's you know something work related or you know maybe some projects around the house or maybe even something as simple as watching tv are you able to do those things or is your mind racing so much that all you do is sit and think about what she is doing, not in a bad way, but is it just that almost like a kid on Christmas Eve, you know, like they can't concentrate on anything, (laughs) you know, they're just thinking about tomorrow, you know, so is it it that type of thing where you don't even attempt to, to, to work on anything else? No, no. I think, um,
2: if I'm working on um, uh, business uh, projects, it's a little easier to kind of put it out of your mind. It's, it's never out of your mind, but it's easier. I can still focus on it. If I were to be sitting there watching TV, it would be a problem in the sense of always being in my mind. Uh, it really comes down to the task that um, uh, I think you're doing. It. For me, um, you know, uh, errands or, you know, tasks or business, you know, those things come a little bit easier where I can kind of break my mental connection i guess uh, but you know just sitting there tv will not do it watching a movie will not do it <laughs> so yeah it. it but yeah a you, you, good description it's like you know you know christmas eve and <laughs> and so when it was so when things start you know popping up you know texts or you know uh whatnot um it, it's pretty exciting when those things come through and you see it and you just you know you just feel like oh this is the greatest thing uh, to be included in this. And, you know, it's, you know, it's so great that she can do this and, and, uh, and feel so good
1: about it. So,
0: yeah,
1: it's no doubt. You've had the pleasure of, of knowing this woman for, for many, many, many years. And you've seen her grow in a number of different ways from the woman that she was when you met her to becoming your best friend, you know, becoming a mother, among, you know, other things that she's transitioned into with regards to her becoming and embracing her inner cuckoldress, how would you say it has affected her? Like, how is she different? How is she now compared to, say, how she was when you first started swinging, like from like the way she carries herself, her confidence level, her self-esteem, like where would you say she is? now and how has uh, yeah, she, cuckolding yeah. affected her
2: it has been an absolute uh, an amazing transition for her uh she had uh she feels so empowered and so uh confident about what she's doing when we first our, started out in swing lifestyle um, you know it's um you know i was i'm six years older so i'm maybe a little bit more experienced maybe a little bit more of a leader at that time because though she had an open mind and adventurous soul for going for sex she didn't have a lot of experience i was more of a teacher you know mentor i guess you could say in some ways and now the roles are reversed she's teaching me you know and uh, you know that's you know that's the greatest thing about this evolution is what she has become as a woman is is fantastic you know you know, I thought it was fantastic when I first met her and saw her smile. It's nothing, I, much as I say, I love to smile. It's nothing compared to what she is now. It's, mm-hmm. it's
1: been a great great evolution and transition for her. It's beautiful. And I, I think I already know the answer to this question, but I still have to ask it anyway. Have you ever had a moment where you regretted getting into the lifestyle or never even once? Never, never regretted it. I mean, yeah. And it's because,
2: uh, of the relationship we have. I mean, it's, um, n- neither one of us ever felt threatened. Um, we've always been each other's best friend, uh, in addition to who we are intimately. And it's a situation where we just, you know, have always looked Forward as to what can be fun, and when it comes to sex, and so there's never been any regrets. Now, have we had some interesting experiences along the line? Yes, but you know, we've never had a bad experience that said, "Oh, this is this is something that we should have never done. No, it's something that we needed to do, who because of who we are, how we you know we are wired, how we think, how we like to do things, and uh, so it's yeah, it's been great it's been a wonderful journey. And, uh, so we've been, I've, we've been lucky. I know there, you know, I've heard stories of others where it's not been so,
1: but, uh, yeah, it's been great for us. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now I, you have listened to my episode, so you know who Venus is. And when mm-hmm. I told her that I was going to be interviewing you, she was very excited. You know, like she, you know, I specifically asked her to, you know, send me over a few questions you know, that she wanted to ask you about. (laughs) So I'm just going to kind of, you know, relay those to you because I know she's going to be very interested in, in, in hearing this. And some of them we've already, we've already addressed. So I'm not, I'm not going to go into that, but, um, where did I see it here? here? Okay. When your wife has been with a bull and she returns back to you, what does that time mean to you? Like, how would you describe those moments when she walks back through the door, and you know you have your alone time and you're reconnecting with her again? Like, what what does that signify to you? It's um, that moment when uh, Anne
2: comes back, uh, wherever she's been with whoever she's been, is a, a pretty a pretty damn exciting moment because. I know she's already probably been in, you know, communication with me and what's been happening. So now I get to see, you know, physically she's going to be in front of me and now she's going to be able to, you know, use her voice and her eyes and start telling me, you know, even more things that have happened. And it's this, uh, intimate reconnection of what she shares with me that is pretty thrilling and, uh, You know, it's one thing to have an audio and listen to it, which is awesome. But it's another thing when your cuckoldress, you know, lays next to you or sits next to you and starts talking about, you know, what went on and how she really enjoyed it. And, and, uh, you know, it's pretty arousing. You know, I'm already in chastity, so it doesn't (laughs) – so, you know, things get a little tighter, but it's – it's something that just reaffirms, um, you know, what we are doing and how exciting it is for both of us and then how we can share it together in an intimate, uh, manner and even, uh, and enjoy it more and, uh, and maybe even learn a little bit more. Sometimes Anne may discover something with another man that she likes to share with me in the sense of, oh, this is what happened and I really loved it. I mean, mm. and that's pretty damn exciting to hear. You know, uh, so yeah, it's a you know, the reconnection period, I guess if you want to call it, is 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 uh, is the highlight, I guess for me. In, in that uh, uh, she's now in front of me telling things, which you know uh, is
1: you know pretty exciting to hear. Very good, very good. Now it has another Venus question. Describe how it feels inside when you watch your wife with another man. Do you still get the same feeling as you did in the beginning? Does it fade at all with time?
2: Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, what I see now, if I'm in the room, is i see um, I see her completely confident and comfortable with another man and expressing herself sexually with another man and letting him you know Express himself with her. Um, will it get stale? It could if the relationship between the two of them is repetitive. In other words, Anne is an adventurous soul and she likes to try new things and do new things. And if that's occurring, then it won't get stale. But if it starts, you know, just kind of getting into a routine that's when you can tell it has an effect on her, her response. And then you know that it's, you know, it's not something that's uh, uh, the best for her. And so I I kind of look at it as to what dynamics are, what kind of dynamics are happening between her and her bull. And that tells me it's, you know uh, a good thing or if it's going to be mm, getting stale and mm, not interesting uh not, a, not only for her but also for me i think we're both uh she's more adventurous than me and but we both know that you know different things make different experiences and so it's you know it's fun to change things up and do things you know and and uh and maybe learn from it, too.
1: <laughs> okay. Next question from her. Is there anything about cuckolding that has or has ever scared you?
2: Um, that's uh, an interesting question. Uh, cuckolding is, is as much about emotions as anything. Um, and so... Um, The, it would, if anything that would scare me would be, uh, from an emotional point of view, something that didn't quite jive with maybe what uh, we had talked about. I I can't think of an example, uh, but it, um, if there was a, I guess the the one emotion that everyone would be fearful of is jealousy. Mm-hmm. Has there been jealousy? Um, there were a couple small instances back in the swing lifestyle, but because of our relationship and, and how we communicate in that, it's, it's not, I don't see it as an issue, but there's not to say that it can't happen. I mean, there's different ways to create uh, jealousy, I suppose. Um, so I think, you know, if, if anything were to come about that would kind of frighten me, I guess, it would be from an emotional point of view. Yeah. But I know because we can talk about anything and, you know, we would be able to talk it out and she would be able to calm me down. You're still my number one, (laughs) you know, and, and, you know, keep it on, you know, on a, you know, more fun track than something that could be, you know, uh, a miserable experience. So uh yeah i you know you can't be a cuckold without having some a little bit of fear that something could come along that you weren't prepared to to, to know about um and uh, uh but uh, like i said before it all comes back to how
1: well you communicate with your you know your wife okay understandable okay now are there certain things that she does or says that just drive you insane from a turned on standpoint, like like something that she says or does, that's almost like just hitting a light switch and you go from like zero to a hundred right away.
2: (laughs) In terms of what she does, the one one thing that's probably, um, and she did this, uh, she started this years ago. She was out with uh, another man and she came back and she comes in and she, and she takes my hand, and she pulls my hand and pushes it down into her her pussy so I can feel the, all the wet semen and her wetness mm-hmm. and and not not even having said anything, just you know, she just walks in, walks over to me, takes my hand, and places it right there, and you can feel how you know how she's been opened and all that that is pretty pretty damn hot for me um. <laughs> In terms of uh, saying things, I think it's it's when she can – we could be just sitting in the kitchen, you know, uh, having, you know, coffee and all of it, you know, talking about a number of things, and then all of a sudden she's just start talk, talking about, you know, a particular uh, uh, bull that she's been with and just, you know, some thoughts she's had and things that she was, you know, really wanted to share with me about it. I think those things turn me on because – here she is showing that she's empowered and confident that she can just openly, out of a blue, start talking about someone, someone that's you know she's been in bed with and she gets fucked by, and we can have a conversation about it. And that sounds a little maybe strange for some you know cuckolds. They probably look more of kind of the uh, uh, something of, of a little more sexual. But it's that conversation to me that really turns me on because it it re- just reaffirms how much she has become as a cuckoldress and being open about it in front of me.
1: So it's her, just how comfortable she is with it and comfortable in her own skin. That is a big turn on to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Is there anything that currently is not a part of, of your relationship that you would like to see become a part of your relationship in the future? Like what kind of growth would you like to see? I mean, I, I know uh, what her answers were to that, but I'm kind of curious as to what you would like yeah, to see I, her experience.
2: I think um, uh, a couple things. One, I, I touched on it before, is her being able to get to a point where she can lose herself with uh, a bowl or, or even several bulls in, in a room. And I could walk into that room and watch, and she wouldn't even know I was there. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we really, she really wants to have happen. I would like to really have happen because um, that's when you you see the, the true, pure, raw essence of her pleasure with other men, and that's what really is a turn on. And it's obviously it's a turn off for her that you know I'm not distracting her to to allow her to have that. And so that's that's something that um, uh, I think is probably at the top of the list. The, the other thing that we've talked about, and um, uh, the reality of this happening, I, who knows? I mean, uh, we've talked about would it, it would be great that we she could find a bull that could be a, a relationship of three, could be established, and, and a strong relationship of three where – there's a consistency and a um a manner in which you know we can all count on this relationship uh, you know for a, a while and quite a while actually um but it's but that is like any other relationship, whether it's vanilla or cuckold there's a lot of things that have to come into play on something like that that have to be just right to make that happen, so it's not something that we um are looking adamantly to happen. We just acknowledge that it could happen, but realize that it's a difficult thing to happen.
1: Hmm. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to to, to, to to get to all of these here. She had quite a few here. Mm. Do you think that more couples should not try this type of relationship
2: yes if they have a true foundation of being able to communicate with each other openly and about anything um our experience has been that um uh over the years those couples that have struggled it seems like one of them does not communicate well and the other is a leader and that's when differences kind of occur in the bedroom and difficulties so if, you know, both parties are, can communicate and talk about anything and uh, uh, love having sex, uh, yeah, it's worth, a, worth you know, trying and discovering. Uh, it may not be exactly what they want, but cuckolding is really about molding it to your relationship. It's, there is no, you know, uh, list of items that you have to check off, you know, to make it work. Um, I think you need to know you know read things, become knowledgeable about it in the sense of the you know what can happen and particularly when it comes to emotions and that that's always a good good place to start, but I think we would highly recommend it if that's something that is of an interest of a couple and they they can communicate well
1: I think that would be you know worth uh you know trying so right right, basically. And that's what I try to tell couples all the time. That it's all about finding what works for you as a couple. Right. Yes. You know, it's not really about comparing yourself and saying, "Well, what are they doing?" I mean, if there are things that appeal to you, you know, then give it a shot. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's about what makes the two of you happy and allows you both to thrive. Absolutely. You know? right. Yeah. Now. I'm one, and I'm sure you know this by, you know, the other episodes of mine that you've listened to. I don't get into trying to classify, you know, a cuckoo couple or a hot wife couple based on the activities that they enjoy because there's so many different variations. But with that being said, I know you made a mention several times to chastity and I'm actually going to go back to that. But in addition to chastity, what other types of of cuckold play from an activity standpoint do you enjoy whether it's you know the chastity we already spoke about or you know cream pies or you know denial like what other types of, of activities do you enjoy as a couple
2: well i think it all it it, it kind of comes back to what ann wants in terms of the control of our sex and that's why chastity is part of it. It's, it's, she's controlling by denial, you know, my penis. And, you know, that's one thing. We've done other things being intimately where, you know, I've had to put on on a sheet, you know, so that I'm much larger for her, the size that she actually wants, you know, doesn't give me any pleasure. It denies me, but at the same time it can give her pleasure. So we've done that. Um, you know, there's outer course. There's a few other things that you can throw in there, but the bottom line is, is that she's not allowing my penis to be a pleasure source, as what she really needs. And um, uh, I think that's how we do it, in the sense of um, uh, what works well for us, but still keeps intimacy involved. You know, she has a, she does a great job with her hand on my penis. I mean there's no question i mean that's where my my pleasure comes from, and she does a great job and I've actually in 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 most ways I prefer it that way as opposed to having intercourse with her because you know when I used to have intercourse with her basically because she's she adapts to larger sizes very easily uh she wouldn't really would not feel me, and I wouldn't really i'd be feel like I'm swimming, you know and so um you know I think uh you know it it made sense you know to you know uh how my pleasure comes about is through her hand when she wants to do it i mean this is it's her control, it's her way of saying, okay, this is how it's going to be with you you're we're still going to be intimate, you're still going to get pleasure, but this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be controlling it, and this is you know when I'm you know with you know other, another man or another man, you're going to be in chastity. You're gonna to have to you know if you get aroused that's that's your problem you know, but you're not going to be able to touch yourself or masturbate or you know do those things that you freely could do you know years ago so and, and that's how we you know we approach it and it and it's exciting you know it's you know it's exciting for me and it's exciting for her. it did take her a little bit of a time to adjust to that I mean. After thirty years, you know, of marriage, you know, I've been in her quite a number of times. Right. <laughs> so you have old. You have old habits, you know, that sometimes have to be, kind of uh, broken, and uh, and so my penis is an
1: old habit that she's been breaking. With. Now, in talking to her, I know that one of the things that she really enjoys is you cleaning her after she's been with a bull Mm -hmm. from your perspective. What is that? What does that signify to you? Like the act of doing that, of cleaning another man's semen from your wife's married pussy. Like what does that signify to you? It kind of
2: ties in with what I was just speaking about. It's a, it's a control uh thing this is what you have to do this is what you have to experience and it's something i've adapted to pretty easily i mean um uh it's not something i expect and it doesn't happen all the time but it's happened plenty of times and emotionally it's um maybe in the beginning it was a little bit humiliating you know you're you're Cleaning her up in front of the, the other man, and it's you know what is he thinking about me? You know, with me doing this. I mean, it's those emotions become involved in, but uh, but it's part of cuckolding. It's part of you know not you know some uh, cuck, you know cuckolds are fearful of it, and you know some implied statement that you know would happen you know if if they do this you know no it's it's a simple act of you're doing this because she wants it to be done and and you're going to be watched doing it and mm-hmm. she might enjoy it a little bit you know in the sense that she, there's a little bit of attention that you probably don't get anyways to do um but this is what is your you know your part of your role as is, is, you know you're as a cuckold is you have to be you know sometimes you know um, down you know and licking and cleaning, you know, and that's, and, and so I, you know, I don't mean to sound, you know, uh, like it's, you know, no big deal. It, it, it is a big deal. It's a big deal to her. It's a big Mm -hmm. deal to first do it, but it's, it's important. It's exciting. It's another way of sharing. Um, so, uh, I like it when she, like I mentioned before, when she comes back from somewhere else and she just uses my hand to, 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 uh, those senses to understand what happened and uh, so there's a couple of different ways you can do it but yeah green pies you know is, is a pretty common thing that the term that gets thrown around a lot right it does happen and uh, um, with our relationship it, it it's probably you know 50 50 in the sense of when it happens and when it doesn't happen it just kind of depends where she is. Right. <laughs> if she's gone out of town, if she's out of town, I can tell you it's not going to be happening. But,
1: uh, uh, it's not know, happening, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. You can't so expect her to yeah, keep yeah, it for so. you that long. <laughs> <laughs> <You know, laughs> there no doggy bags for that. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think uh, it's something that, uh, yeah, I'm uh, – I'm comfortable, very comfortable with. I think um, it's it's a, a leap, a, a first step leap, so to speak, for n- new cuckolds that you know they they let the emotions of fear. I think probably interfere with what really is being said and and uh, asked of.
1: Okay, now you know it's been alluded to several times, but now we're going to kind of go into. More uh, more depth about it, and that's the subject of chastity because I know that it's a big part of your dynamic. I know from reading your blog and you know the pictures that she has posted that is something that she really enjoys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I want to I want to get into that uh, a little bit more. And to start off with, how would you say the act of chastity in itself, being locked up and her holding the key? How has, what impact has that had on your relationship as husband and wife?
2: Well, I think uh, the reality is it's been a great positive experience. But the reality also is, is that 30 years ago, here I was, you know, something, I was her main man, so to speak. And now, 30 years later, I'm locked up. (laughs) So uh, I'm not that anymore. So there's been that dynamic change, but that dynamic change has occurred because it's necessary for her control of me and the pleasure that she gets from being able to do that and ask me to do that and be that way. And I'm, I'm, you know, I feel comfortable right now. I'm in chastity. I feel completely comfortable. Uh, sometimes I don't even know. I mean... Uh, it's gotten to that point where it's, you know, it's, it's almost a normal routine, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. but it's, it represents a symbolic, uh, image that, you know, this is, this is where he is now, not somewhere where he used to be and I'm with someone else. And so, you know, I, that's cool. I like it. I mean, it's, um, you know, people may think it's a little strange uh, when they, you know, they hear about it, but, you know, when you understand the dynamics of what's happening and cuckolding uh, between the cuckold and the cuckoldress and the bull also, I mean, it, it's it, it makes perfect sense, uh, and uh, it makes it arousing and, you know, titillating. And, um, uh, you know, I think it's something that um, we have a couple uh, – use quite a bit for, you know,
1: enhancing the the whole experience. Now, you know, because there's, you know, a lot of information out there and, and it's one of those things that, you know, people are curious about and have a lot of different viewpoints on, but one of the things that I would like for you to share with my listeners is from a focus standpoint, what effect has Chastity had on you? Well, I think um, the focus is
2: is that it's it you 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 put this on, you lock it up, and basically it's like you are not you know the vehicle for her sexual pleasure, and so that's the focus in in a physical sense. The uh, emotional focus is is that it's uh, still an arousing element that you know yeah it contains you but it also tells you that you're part of a special type of relationship with your wife and so you have kind of two different folks. you have the physical and you kind of have the emotional for me you know the, those two uh, kind of combine together for the experience
1: now from a releasing standpoint, how up, like, what's the longest that she's kept you in chastity? And when you are locked up, how is your release handled? Do you ask for your release or do you just wait for her to release you? Like how exactly does that work for you too?
2: Yeah. Um, when it comes to uh, time, it's I think the longest has been, um, uh, almost two weeks. It's not, a full time thing. I have, you know, other obviously I have another life. <laughs> some right. in some situations you just can't be locked up and you're gonna see the doctor or something. But um uh, it's uh it's used when it's very important for her to make a statement about what she's gonna be doing with another man. And so um the period of time is not as long. I've seen, you know, people online, you know, talking about, you know, months and whatnot. Sometimes I question that because uh, the reality is, is it's not uh, an easy thing to have in place. And when it comes to hygiene and things like that, you know, and movement, there can be, you know, things that you have to overcome and over a long period of, you know, time, that's, you know, it seems questionable, but I'm sure some people can accomplish it. But the reality is is that for us it's used and more importantly focused around an event that's going to happen with Anne and someone else. And the release occurs only when she wants to release it. If she came back, you know, from an overnight, it would not necessarily come off. It would probably, it could be two or three days before it comes off because she wants to still maintain that control and she wants to keep arousing me by telling me what happened and to keep kind of reliving it in her mind, but also making me live it too. And so when it finally does come off, she takes it off Mm -hmm. and she will, you know, tell me to go clean up or something. And that may be the end of it. She may not necessarily use her hand, you know, to jack me off. That's, there's no um, definitive, you know, uh, happening to what's, you know, eventually for me having an orgasm. It's, it's all based upon when she feels like it needs to happen. Sometimes it might happen right away. Sometimes it could be even more days after I've been released. Um, So she's very good about keeping things changed up and different and, you just don't know. And I like that. Um, others may want to have more predictability. I don't. I just want to know that she's in control and maybe something will happen or maybe it won't
1: happen. So she but always keeps you guessing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and absolutely. you like that. And that's, oh, I love it. I mean, you know, the, well, it's part, it's part of the mind fog.
2: <laughs> Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's all, it's all you, a you part of the mind You can't
2: fog. be doing this. You can't be doing
1: this if you're not having your mind fucked. I mean, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, for those who you know may only be a little bit aware, uh, cages usually come in three different materials. You know, you have sta- you know you have stainless steel, you have plastic, and you have silicone. Um, right. Of those three, which do you currently own? I have all three. Um,
2: I actually started with the. If you look at, our, and you can actually see all three of them on the uh, blog post that we have on CM. Um, there's different photographs we've used, and the first one I got was the silicone. It was a black silicone one, and, and the reason I got it, it was it was it was kind of it was different. It was you know you saw the you know the standard ones out there, and just like oh, come on, I, you know I'm a little more creative than this. So I got this one because it was maybe you could call it a little a little more fetish looking, but what it did is it, it encased my penis and basically says you can't see what it is except it's an object between my legs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a lot of the others. You know, you can you know it's you can it has a shape maybe that resembles a penis or you know. Right. Or, you know, there's a certain transparency, but this one obscures all that and gives a totally different appearance. And I like that i mean it's 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 kind of a fun different look. The next one I got was the more practical one that um Anne likes me to wear a lot, and that's the c b three thousand it's a pink color you know it's um uh it fits well it's comfortable it's lightweight um you know it's out of plastic um and so it's you know kind of a workman type of uh Chastity in like a utilitarian right. in, type of, yeah, right, exactly. And then, uh, the latest one is, is a more, uh, metal, um, uh, more of a, not this, it doesn't look like a cage, it's more like a, a series of rings with a, a hood over it, so to speak, it has more of an interlock instead of an actual uh padlock so it has, it has a little bit different look again that's me i just want something that looks a little bit different and and likes that um, um but and it makes a, a an interesting statement visually but it's very heavy and it's very cumbersome in, in a lot of ways too so it's not used as much um as compared to the uh pink one and uh um you know it in as in a series of if it was an extended period of time it's uh you know we could use all three you know we could you know change things up and allow a mm-hmm. of cleaning for hygiene but you know it's it uh you can use all three um the uh, the pink uh, c b three thousand would be used more on a a long longer term basis you know daily you know, use, you know, under clothes, whatever. The other two could be more of a visual element if I was to be um, uh, included, say, if she had a bowl in the bedroom and she wanted me to display it for the bowl or whatever, you know, it do something that, you know, kind of added a, a little bit of, of a highlight to what they were doing if, uh, as knowing what I was in. Uh, so there's more kind of a visual element there that would be uh for uh, a situation where she's maybe, you know, being fucked by someone. Um, So, yeah, I have all three. They all have their advantages, their disadvantages. I mean, I'm always looking. I think it's always fun to to see some of the creativity out there. Um,
1: But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, you're right. There's three different kinds, basically, when it comes down to it. (laughs) Now, aside from, obviously, your wife and her bulls, is there anyone who you guys know personally that is aware that you're kept in chastity sometimes? Not yet. <laughs> so you don't have any friends who that you have from your swinging days that that know about it. We have we have some close friends and from swinging and uh, and we'll be close friends for the day
2: we all die. But um, and they know about the. Cuckolding, but they don't know about the chastity part. It's it's something that it's it, not necessarily deliberately hiding it. It's I think it's something that when it's appropriate to let someone else know, that's when we would do it. And, and, and that's kind of a vague statement, but you know, I think um, I think we take pride sometimes in the in the privacy that we kind of create around our cuckolding too. I mean, there's. Um, uh, you know, I think there's an element there that makes it uh, uh, a little titillating, um, you know, that uh, I think you talked about it before, that duality where right. most people perceive you as this, but then in the reality what's behind the closed door or underneath my pants is this. So, I th- you know, it's kind of different things playing into it. But I think, you know, when the right moment comes around, uh, and it may be with this couple that I already know, um, yeah, uh, I think, we um, you feel confident that it's, you know, that it could be known. Um, but, uh, not right now
1: anyways. Okay. Now this is something that I always get a, a kick out of asking. Do you have a story, something that you can recall, uh, involving you being caged that was funny like where something funny happened, maybe you went somewhere and it came off, or you know somebody almost <laughs> saw it, like in all the years that you've been wearing it, have you ever had one of those near misses or something that you and Anne were both kind of able to laugh about later um, or something no, in
2: not 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 yet i I guess. Uh, though you can notice it if I'm like, I do wear it to going to work out in the gym. And so certain exercises, you know, may show that area more and, but it may give you the appearance of looking like you're endowed and not in chastity. <laughs> um, uh, but I have, and you know, if, and if I'm wearing jeans, it's a little bit tighter fit so that, you know, there's a bulge there that, you know, uh you know once again kind of will make people think differently, but I haven't had an embarrassing one yet um knock uh, on wood i suppose yeah, <laughs> knock on wood you know I suppose if there would be one, it would be like plastic you know pink c b three thousand satellite bus you know <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh you know I think uh you know it's I guess you need to have one of those sometime, you know uh. Uh, but uh, we haven't had one yet, and, uh, you know, we'll, who knows what will happen in the future.
1: Now, what? this is a two-part question. What is, in your mind, the hardest thing about being caged, and what is the most rewarding aspect of being caged?
2: I think um, that's a good question, uh, hardest thing. I think the hardest thing is um, is really doesn't have anything to do with cuckolding. It's just, you know, um, ha- is having the right fit. I mean, it, it there's so many different devices out there, and everyone, every man is different. Every cuckold is different. And so um, probably the hardest thing is, is it's not like you can walk in somewhere and say, can I try on you? this uh this uh you know chastity you know and it's something that you have to go out there and you basically have to kind of buy it and live with it and uh i think that's probably you know uh why i have three is because they all like i said provide something different but the reality is isn't that i haven't had the perfect one yet either uh, uh. The, uh, things that I, the second part of the question I, I was like, what do I like about it?
1: Well, what's the uh, most rewarding thing
2: about being most cage. rewarding thing? The most rewarding thing is, is it emphasizes the relationship that Ann and I have. It emphasizes the cuckold and relationship we have. It emphasizes that the reason I'm wearing that is because she's going to be fucking men, other men. And, Um, and I get to, you know, learn about it and live it, so to speak. And, you know, I'm not allowed to be, you know, intimate with her like these men, but it's still a reward. It's still arousing. It's still, you know, something that I enjoy when, you know, I get to have it on. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, it, it all comes back to what Anne is doing
1: and that's the reward. Okay. Now, you know, I don't want the, the interview to go too long because I know that people have a limited amount of time that, that they have to listen to this. So the last thing that I want to address uh, with regards to chastity is, uh, how has being caged changed the way that you look at your own dick?
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, I think, like I mentioned before, you know, 30 years ago, I thought I had a, you know, pretty, pretty good dick there, you know, and I was giving Anne some pretty good pleasure and even a few other women. And now I am 30 years later and <laughs> I'm locked up and Anne is with other men that give her better pleasure. So yeah, it's, it's, you, you do realize that, uh, it is different and it's not so much that maybe you physically change, but you suddenly realize that, you know, the relationship you have. Is, you know, has grown where we've been able to acknowledge it by, you know, talking to each other that, you know, this is what really makes, you know, makes it work for us. And for Anne, she needs, you know, endowed men and that's, and that's simple. And so she needs that and you're going to be locked up because I don't need that. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's the perception and I'm cool with it. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I think that, uh, you know, Anne is, you know, is she's deserving of the best. That's, a, you know, that's absolutely, you know, the bottom line.
1: And the best is not going to be me. So and I'm good with it. Okay. Well, that's enough on Chassie. One thing I wanted to get to you before we wrap this up, and I kind of wanted to save this to last, One of the things that I said in 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 my earlier episodes was I I really wanted to establish the fact that whether you're talking about cuckolding or hotwifing, it's not a BBC centric lifestyle. However, that is a big part of it. You know, like there are a large number of couples who do enjoy the interracial aspect of it, and from talking to Anne, I know that she has a very strong preference for black men. So I'm just curious to hear your take on that. Like what, what do you feel about her having such a strong preference for black men? And what do you see as far as the effect that black men have on her? Oh, I,
2: I think it's great. I absolutely do. And the reason I think it's great is because the effect on her is amazing there's something when, when she's with a black man, there's something that just clicks in her that makes her just, you know, wet up and just, you know, have this pleasure that I just can't do. And she's told me, and you know, then this comes back, you know, she just, you know, the confidence that she has and the empowerment, she just, you know, well, you know, suddenly, you know, we're, like I said, we're, you know, sitting around and she'll just bring up, you know, boy, he was great. I loved how, you know, his, Skin contrasts me, and his hands on me. I love what he did to me. You know, he, you know, his lips. You know, I just, you know, all those things, and and they all come back to black men. And I think that's great because she is, you know, my world, and her happiness. You know, to see her, you know, that excited and you know, uh, about it is is fantastic. So yeah, I think it's great, and I, you know, I just, I, it's a big turn on to me that she's able to to
1: know that and express it to me. Well, very good, very good. Well, I want to say uh, thank you for agreeing to do this. Thank you for being so open and honest and, and forthcoming about everything. I know that my listeners appreciate it. I know that they appreciate your perspective. And I know that they're going to appreciate being able to hear first from Anne and then from you. Like I said, this is a, a first for me and it's something that I look forward yeah. to doing, you know, many, many times in the future. Um, but I like the way that it, it flows in interviewing a couple, but not doing it together so that you each kind of have your own space to express yourself. Right, right. You know, no, without I having agree. heard what the other person said. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, and and you got it backwards, Michael. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, putting together these podcasts. You know, thank you for, you know, taking this and trying to explain it to people and inviting people that, you know, live it and being able to tell their stories because, you know, this world is changing, and this is a great, you know, a way to try to get people's minds to, you know, change a little bit to understand things differently and you know uh, appreciate you know that this is you know something that you know is is viable and and real and uh, so thank you for you know doing this and thank you for including us i mean I, this has been a thrill for both of us i know that
1: all right well like i said i look forward to seeing what the uh the responses is going to be to this particular episode and in closing i always ask people you, you have a number of different people who are out there who are listening to this, you know, who are hearing you describe what your relationship is like. And so my question to you is, what would you say? And I'm, I'm sure, you know, on CM, you guys get messages all the time. But what would you say to those men who are just dying to get their wives into this? You know, like what helpful piece of information. Like I said, I'm not asking for, you know, a tip, like, hey, if you do this, it'll work, but just like some realistic advice that you can give them to kind of, you know, make Uh, it it easy to understand just what they're up against. Yeah, and that's
2: a good way to put it up against. Um, you know, the reality is is, is is, is, it's about communication. And if you're trying to get your, your wife involved in this, you've got to do it in a way that um, she can understand it. And probably most important is maybe help her understand that this is a way that she can be empowered in her sex life. And I think uh, if you try to approach it that way, then, you know, just trying to, you know, when you're fucking in bed, trying to, you know, whisper in her ear, this is what I want, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, that's the wrong time to do it. I think, you know, you need to be doing it when there's kind of more of a you know, time where you can sit around and just be open with each other. And But, you know, try to s- stress how it can be so good for her and it doesn't take anything away from them. And so that's that's my advice. I'm not sure that's exactly what you were asking. But I, but we do get a lot of people that reach out and they, they talk about a lot of you know, cuckolds or want to be cuckolds. And I don't know any other way to put it. I mean, we can all focus on the sex. That's mm-hmm. that's the easy part. But the reality is, is that there is emotions involved with women. That is very important. And you have to find a way, knowing your, you know, your spouse, you know, how to communicate it in a way that she feels like this could be a very good thing. So yeah, that's the best I can do. <laughs>
1: advice, it may <laughs> well, not no, be what some people want to hear. No, but it's it's genuine, and that's 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 what matters to me is that it's it's genuine, and I think that yeah. you know more people, more guys need to to hear that because it's not easy to find online. You know, right. as, you know, you look at a lot of forums and things like that, and it's a lot of let's be honest, it's a lot of BS out there. You know, yeah, but these guys don't have anywhere else to go. So that's what they believe, right. you know. And so I, I'm just doing this to kind of balance that out and say, hey, you can either read those forms from people you don't know anything about, or you can listen to people who are actually living the lifestyle and, you know, and want to see people do it in a healthy way. You know, so that's what I'm trying to provide. So, again, I want to say thank you. You know, you've been a a, a great guest and I look forward to having both you and, and, you know, on future episodes dealing with different topics. And um, for everyone listening, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. And and again, this has been the Keys and Anchors podcast. I'm your host, Michael C. And uh, thank you.